33 minutes past the hour, Texas Standard Time. I'm David Brown. From local jails to state prisons, federal lockups to juvenile detention, some 246,000 Texans are behind bars. Nationwide, that number is about 2.3 million people. And that's just counting those actually inside the facilities. A new report turns the spotlight on an often overlooked fact behind those hard numbers. Here's another one. One in every two American adults has or has had a family member incarcerated. And lockups affect more than just those behind bars, obviously. This can leave long-lasting marks on kids, parents, the whole family. This is all according to a new report from Cornell University and Forward.us. That's an advocacy group that lobbies for immigration and criminal justice reform. Joining us now, Zoe Towns. She is Senior Criminal Justice Reform Director at Forward. Zoe, welcome to the Texas Standard. Thank you. Good to be here. That's a staggering figure. One in every two Americans has an immediate family member, either incarcerated or once incarcerated. What's meant by incarcerated and immediate family here? So as you said, yes, one in two of all adults in the United States, um, approximately 113 million people have had an immediate family member who spent time behind bars. When we talk about immediate, we're talking in this case, the survey looked at siblings, parents, spouses, co-parents, and children. So basically everyone in that nuclear unit around you. We also looked at um, a more extended definition of family, including grandparents and cousins and um, that number got even higher. At that number, you saw two and three Americans who had been impacted by families incarcerated. Well, let me ask an obvious question. Given how common that is, why does that figure matter? What does it What does it matter that someone uh, has had a family member or relative incarcerated? Well, our understanding and, and, and a broad base of research has um, shown over the years that the experience of having a loved one incarcerated has serious consequences for the health and financial stability of our families. So even spending a single night in jail can be destabilizing and traumatic for families who are involved. And the consequences are magnified um, exponentially when the longer a person is incarcerated. Mm-hmm. I, you know, so I'm struck by something that you just said. You talked about how uh, this can affect people even if you have, like, say, an overnight stay behind bars. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of us understand the idea that if if uh, one of the parents is away, locked up for a, a series of years, okay, it's very clear how that could impact the family. Mm-hmm. But how could an overnight stay in a, in a jail affect a family? A lot of the reasons why somebody might be in jail just for a few nights or a single night have to do with um, pretrial detention, so people who are being incarcerated Um, and held in jails on bails they can't pay. Oftentimes those stays, if you're the family on the outside, you spend that period scrambling around trying to find resources to be able to help get your loved one out. The reasons why you might be in a hurry to get your loved one out apart from um, getting them away from the traumas of incarceration are, you know, perhaps that person is the primary breadwinner and might lose their job. Perhaps they are the single parent and the children need looking after, right? So even 24 hours and 48 hours in jails can have really destabilizing effects for both families and communities when you look at job loss and family um, stability. Well, let's pick up on what you just said about community. How does this trauma ripple out and affect society at large? How would you characterize that? Well, what, we, what we've seen in existing research over over the course of the last several decades as um, folks have been looking increasingly at these impacts are that 
wealth uh, in certain communities, especially communities that are being disproportionately impacted by incarceration first and also by family incarceration, is being really extracted from these communities, whether that's because primary breadwinners are spending time behind bars and that there's a whole loss of income, if not the, the full income for the household and then a good chunk of the income for the household. We're seeing health um, impacts on not just the person who's spending time behind bars, but on the family on the outside. And then we're seeing outcomes like poor school performance for children of in, with incarcerated parents uh, and damaging impacts there as well. I have to ask you about uh, just looping back to the numbers. We've long known that people of color are disproportionately represented in the criminal justice system. What do these numbers tell you about how people of color are being affected uh, by incarceration? It's, an, it's a really important question. So, you know, we have that shocking one in two Americans having a family member who is formerly or currently incarcerated when mm. that, that high number skyrockets. When you look at black Americans, black adults are 50 percent more likely than white adults to have had an immediate family member incarcerated. Um, black adults are three times more likely than white adults to have had a family member incarcerated for longer than a year. So not only are exposure rates to incarceration in families much higher to begin with, but the type of incarceration, that, that lo- those longer incarcerations, whether it's a year or 10 years longer, are far more likely to fall on uh, um, black families. We're going to have a link to an interactive web version of this report. You can check it out at texasstandard.org. Zoe Towns is Senior Criminal Justice Reform Director at Criminal Justice Reform Advocacy Group, forward.us. Zoe, thanks for your time. Thanks so much. Great to be here.